please turn to John chapter 1. It's on page 886 in the Church Bibles. And we're in the second week of our, our Christmas series in John's Gospel. In the Gospel of Matthew and of Luke, they start with the very familiar nativity story, the birth of Jesus. And what we have in John is what that nativity story actually means. Our reading this morning is from chapter 1, verse 1 to 9. Let's have a look together. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. And then the verses that we'll be focusing on this morning. There was a man sent from God, whose name was John. He came as a witness, to bear witness about the light, that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. The true light which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. Let's pray. Father God, as we come to your word this morning, we pray that you'd help us, help us to hear your voice, help us to hear you speak into our hearts this morning. And as we sit here for the next few minutes, Lord, we pray that we would have a, a real and true encounter with your Son, and in whose name we pray. Amen. Well, most people know the nativity, the birth of Jesus. They can picture it in their minds. And at Christmas time, it's nicely, it's still quite common to have a model nativity scene with the baby Jesus in a manger, lots of straw, maybe a donkey, three wise men, that sort of thing. Um, and there's a really striking one on the, the mound this year. In paintings of uh, Jesus at any time in his life, the use of light is, is really significant. And in paintings of the nativity story, we often get the, the baby Jesus surrounded by light, swaddled in blankets, held by Mary, his mother, and surrounded by heavenly light. And John helps us to think deeper about this light. He helps us to see that Jesus is the heavenly light itself. He is the light of heaven. The heavenly light of God doesn't just shine on Jesus, but is Jesus. Mary has God's light in her arms. Or as it says in verse 9, the true light which gives light to everyone was coming into the world. So what does it mean? What does it mean for Jesus to be the light of God? Well, as simply as I can say it, we need the light of God to live. And so if Jesus is the true light, we must let him into our lives, into our heart, into our soul. So let me illustrate this. If you always keep your curtains closed and don't let any light into your house, all your house plants will die. Things need light to live. We need the light of God 
to live. Closing the curtains on Jesus, shutting him out, would be a very dangerous thing to do. Later in this book, Jesus tells people that if they receive him, if they believe in him, they will receive God's light. And to receive God's light is to receive life. But you might be thinking, surely the people Jesus uh, are talking to are already alive. They already have life. True, but also not true. Jesus wants to give people spiritual life. He wants to fill their hearts with the light of God's presence. He wants to give eternal life to the soul. Life beyond the grave. Eternal life with God. This is what Jesus offers. This is what the Bible is about. And it's the message that I really want you to hear this morning. But there's a problem. To truly hear this message, to truly receive Jesus, we need to get over a really challenging barrier. A barrier that prevents people from receiving him. And if we, if we get over the barrier, we're off and running. But if not, then, well, the train doesn't leave the station. Here's the barrier. If receiving Jesus means receiving the light of life, the opposite is also true. Without Jesus, there is no spiritual life. Without Jesus, there is no eternal life. Without Jesus, there's only darkness. So you see why it's a barrier? Who wants to hear that, oh, without Jesus, you're living in darkness? Or without the, the light of God, God is absent from your heart? Who wants to hear that without Jesus, there's no life in your soul. But if we do listen, if we understand that this is our reality without Jesus, the good news is that he wants us to receive him. And he will change our reality. That's why we're told Jesus is the true light, so we can know to open the curtains of our life, of our heart, and let, and let him in. Now look, when, when God sent Jesus into the world, God knew that it, it wouldn't be easy for people to receive him. He knew that accepting their situation, their reality without Jesus would be a, a barrier for them. They would find it very challenging to hear. And, and that's one of the reasons why God sends out before Jesus this man called John. That's why it says in our reading this morning, verses uh, 6 to 8, there was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. God sent a man called John to be a witness. So in other words, John's job was to prepare people to receive the true light of God. But let's, let's continue to unpack why people even need preparing why people find it difficult to hear that without Jesus, they're in darkness. Why not just embrace Jesus for your own? Why not receive this wonderful, gracious gift from God? Well, I think maybe for some, it's as simple as they just don't believe God exists. But we also notice that many people who give that reason still get very agitated and you wonder if there's something more going on than simply unbelief. 
And I think it's because everyone knows on some level that something about this is true. Everyone knows that this world is, is affected by darkness. There's a darkness that breeds hatred, conflict. And on any scale, from around the kitchen table this morning at breakfast, to a world war. And of course, ultimately, we're all under the overarching shadow of death. Whether people believe in, in Jesus or God, we all know that this world is affected by a darkness. The problem is believing that Jesus is the solution. That the answer to this darkness in the world is Jesus shining the light of God into hearts. Because that's how the world has changed. All dark situations, whatever you can uh, think of, usually have one thing in common, and that's people. This is how the darkness is overcome. A changed people is a changed society. We need God's light shining into people's hearts. But let's take a few steps back. Let's think about light more, more generally. At this time of year, people care a lot about light. More and more of the day is darkness. We get up in the morning, it's dark. We get home from work, it's dark. The closer it gets dark to 3 p.m., the more depressing it gets. So I wonder if you've ever heard of Huga. H-Y-G-G-E, Huga. It's a, it's a Scandinavian thing. And those guys have a lot of darkness to deal with. So the Scandinavians took the challenge of darkness and they flipped it. Instead of worrying about the loss of light, they decided to deal with the darkness, make it more enjoyable. Uh, Huga is basically a way of living that makes the dark more cozy and less depressing. Think Lots of candles, logs burning on the fire, lots of coffee and chocolate, lots of woolly jumpers, cozy blankets. Um, and in fact, I was thinking the way we do Christmas can be very huga. Lots of candles everywhere, all the special food comes out that we love that's really tasty. Lots of houses get lit up with lights. All the red and the, the gold decorations is cozy. We even heat up the wine. The problem is that, that Christmas is soon over with. When I was growing up, you could always guarantee that when all the presents had been opened, someone would always say, well, that's Christmas over with. Now, my, my family are very melodramatic, but there is a sense for all of us that, that January is coming. It is looming over us. There is always a, a sense that this, this cozy time where we all have joy and love each other will, will come to an end. Now, whether we feel uh, weighed down by the, the absence of the literal light of, of sun in our lives or, or the absence of peace and, and of love in the world, there's only one thing that truly deals with the problem, and that's the light of God. Jesus gets to the heart of the problem to take a phrase from our, our time in Mark the last few weeks. Jesus is the light of God shining into the heart. Everything else just tries to cover up the real problem. And don't get me wrong, all those things uh, are really great things. I love them all. But they don't get to the heart of the problem. There's a problem in the heart to deal with. And Jesus is here 
to shine the light of God into the deepest, darkest parts. Now that we could talk about uh, this forever, but let me just say uh, one more thing, one more point before I finish this morning. Jesus is the light that gives eternal life to the soul. Long before the birth of Jesus, God promised a light of salvation, a sunrise on some very dark times. And this sunrise of salvation would be a light that would heal the darkness of the world, would light up people's hearts with God's presence, and give the light of eternal life to the soul. When this, this John turns up as a witness, what he's pointing to, what he wants people to believe, is that in the coming of Jesus, we have the promised sunrise of salvation. It's like he's out there and the sunrise is coming from behind him and saying, this is the light of God. And I wonder if you noticed in, in verse 7, that word believe. Look again to verse 7. That all might believe through him. That word believe is very important in this book. Let me read out another verse about believing and one that is dearly loved by all Christians. You can follow along if you turn the page. John 3.16 For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Our belief in Jesus will change our life today because we will have the presence of God in our hearts. But more than that, Jesus changes death. Jesus takes away the darkness of death. Now, look, death is not just something that happens one day. If you're under, under what, 18, who, who cares about death? That's so far away. But Bob Dylan has this, this great line that goes, he not busy being born is busy dying. Death is something gradually happening us, to us all the time, in a way. God sends Jesus to give eternal life to the soul. And so that means, although death is always this shadow over us, we're not afraid of it. Because of Jesus, there's a light, a light in our soul that will shine throughout our eternal life. We're looking at, at chapter 1 this morning of, of John's Gospels, but if you were to continue reading later on, you'll come across this wonderful story of how Jesus comes to heal a man, a poor and lowly beggar who was blind from birth. And standing in front of the man, Jesus says, as long as I am in the world... I am the light of the world. And then incredibly, he spits on the ground and he makes mud with the saliva and he anoints the man's eyes with the mud. And the man washes off the mud and he opens his eyes and he can see. He receives Jesus and then he receives his sight. And the religious leaders of the time, they couldn't believe it. They refuse to believe. And you must, you must go and read about it um, this afternoon, chapter 9. And all, all the disbelieving religious leaders, they ask all sorts of cynical questions to 
just to try and avoid having to believe in Jesus. And in the end, the man uh, simply says to all their questions, I don't know. One thing I do know, that though I was blind, now I see. And these religious leaders, they throw out the man, they cast him away, it says. And so Jesus being Jesus, he goes to find him. And Jesus asks him a simple question, do you believe? The man replies, Lord, I believe. So I think the, the point that, that Jesus healed this man physically, yes, but so he could be healed spiritually. Jesus shines the light of God into the man's heart, and he believes. His eyes are open so that he can see who Jesus is. This man believes in Jesus. And as we've already read, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. When we receive the light of God, the, the light of his, his presence in our heart, the light of eternal life in our soul, everything changes. Yes, we still have to, to face the darkness in this world. We have to face the dark times in our life. The shadow of death is still over us but we're no longer afraid. No longer afraid because God is with us now and forever. Last Sunday night, I was reminded by how this, this truth gives so much light to a life. Last Sunday night, we, we went to our old church and I got a few minutes to catch up with an elderly woman who I hadn't seen for a while. And Sadly, she had she'd broken some bones in her back and yet somehow was still getting about with a stick. One of her sisters has died recently. Um, she'd also just lost all of her, she'd lost her, her, her purse, she'd lost all her cards, her to bus pass, subway pass, all that. And yet there she was. She wasn't grumbling. She was just being really supportive and encouraging and loving her savior. And I sat next to her in the service and you could see her passionately praying and she was so obviously being helped and built up by the sermon. And as I was chatting with other people, I saw her through the window, and she just she went off into the darkness of the night, hobbling to her home where she lives by herself. And as I looked at her, I thought, because she's a Christian, this is not a, a hopeless, hopelessly upsetting situation because of Emmanuel. You know what Emmanuel means, God with us. She may be facing darkness in her life. She may be walking through the, the darkness of that night. The shadow of death obviously loomed over her life. And yet God's light so obviously filled her heart and gives life to her soul. She believes. And so this morning, if you woke up not believing, then I absolutely must ask you today, will you? Will you believe? Let's pray. Father God, we thank you that you did not leave us alone, that you did not leave us to the reach of sin and of death, but that you sent your Son. We pray so simply this morning to help us believe, help our unbelief, Lord, Fill our hearts with the spirit of your presence. 
and heal our soul, Lord, so that we can spend eternity with you in your glory. Amen.